I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Feel Good Friday, our weekly segment where we dive into the weird and wild news in the world of health. This week, Betty the Menstruation Robot. 23Me, spit in me, daddy. STIs are so hot right now and twin heifer mix-up. Oh, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I, got, I got fucked up because I switched the order uh, last minute and I didn't stick to the plan. So... We forgive and, you. Uh, but also, we might not get to all that because uh, we're on a tight timeline right now. We have a Im- very important business meeting business. that we have to go to. Business. We should get some new business photos again soon, just <laughs> yeah. for fun. We should do that like three times a year, four, I think every so quarter. Too. Just, yeah. just, just shift, just switch it up. Yeah. Um, also, I, I don't know, uh, we didn't plan on talking about this, but I'm just going to throw this out there. Just as a little teaser, okay? Um, uh, actually... This is this is breaking news. Actually, uh, breaking news. By the way, this this breaking news segment. Um, geez, these are long stings today. So, oh, fuck. Um, all right, this breaking news segment is brought to you by Zonix. Um, so let's. Uh, uh, Why are they so long? Why don't they? That that. Doesn't that just feel in your gut that that should be like four shorts? Yeah, it yeah. feels like the news isn't so it's not breaking. Urgent, yeah, it's not you know? Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of breaking news, and uh, this is actually just a tease. Um, there's some uh, there's some rumblings happening here at the at the Snack Labs headquarters, home of Sick Boy Podcast, and uh, we are uh, we are going to be making some major moves with the podcast by uh, taking a step of evolution, I would like to call it. So we're, you know, we're going to, we're, we're, we're basically, the podcast started as, as a single cell organism. Mm. It very rapidly turned into uh, a bipedal um, hominid, mm-hmm. uh, a troglodyte, if you will. And, and, and that troglodyte uh, has evolved to uh, utilizing tools. Okay. It's like and, a Neanderthal. Yeah. That's where we're at now. Um, but the podcast is about to hit its next stage of evolution and but we're going to go from troglodyte to, um, to homo sapien. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was going to make way big of a leap and go like, go to full on like, um, uh, NHI. Y- yeah. Yeah. Like, no, like, a, no, like, no. A, like automated intelligence kind of thing. But yeah, we're we going to leave room for the further growth. That's Just right. Like Apple could give us the iPhone 20, that's but right. like. You know, yeah, they won't. Why go straight so, to it? Why not drip it out? So, what does that mean? Well, it means that uh, we, as a show, are going to be uh, making a big change that we're really excited about. And right now, I'll leave it at that. But this change could oh. be happening imminently. Mm-hmm. Like in the next couple of weeks, you may notice something very different. And we'll come out with an official announcement when it happens, but we can't wait to share it with you. And we're really fucking excited. And, and we're un- not committing to any dates. And until then, you no. can you can maybe uh, guess what it is or ask us over on Discord. That's right. Or leave a uh, comment in the YouTube section here. 
um, and uh, and get get fucking get disrespectful. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, get let's, YouTube. Yeah, let's get let's get like yeah, get YouTube. Like, let's start some fights in the comments. Someone left a comment on our last last week's episode saying, "I don't. Want, I'm not here to start an argument." When when's the next time you guys are in Toronto? And I and and I was a little bit disappointed because like you could have started that argument. You could have you could have you could have asked that question while also starting an argument. I think while we're like I responded while, and said vaccines cause dyslexia. So while we're we'll uh, see how we'll see if that takes <laughs> off. While we're uh, giving <laughs> folks a bit of a peek behind the curtain, I feel like it might be important to note at this point that the way that we decide where we will do our next live show is based on how many people in the comments <laughs> comment their city. And say where we should come next. That's right. And 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 when it, whatever city shits on another city the most is the winner. Yeah. It's okay. A negativity so lean. Let's uh, let's get into it. Um, uh, fascinating new sort of leap in women's health uh, that I, I feel really excited for. Um, uh, Taylor, you you kind of you brought this to my attention. There is a via Kyla. Uh, oh, nice, sweet. Okay, cool. Good job, Kyla. I'm listening to you, but I'm going to pour us coffee while okay. you tell us this. Pour us coffee. Um, you know what? I said I'm limiting my caffeine. I'll have one. I got a wean, right? Okay, so alive. there's a new uh, ingenious period pad that I believe is available right now in the U.S. Um, and not only is it a pad that's going to catch your menstruation, um, but it's also a pad that could screen you, simultaneously screen you for deadly diseases. So it's called the Q-Pad, and uh, it went through more than 1,000 iterations with the help of, and this is very cool, with the help of a menstruating robot named Betty. I guess, you know what? I mean, this isn't technically uh, an A-Bry segment, but fuck it. Okay, so A-Bry, you're going to enjoy this. Uh, Theranos, we're all familiar with Theranos. If you're not familiar... um, Theranos was a absolute fucking train wreck um, uh, a number of years ago. It was a company that was going down the road of trying to uh, implement new tech to kind of uh, uncover the, you know, the, the power of home testing with your blood. Um, and <laughs> it didn't work. Um, uh, well, they lied about the technology. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They blew up the company falsely, like blew up their valuation, and then uh, yeah. Elizabeth Holmes is now in jail. So the QPad, um, <laughs> the QPad did it right, and the QPad actually began uh, right around the time that Theranos was starting their work as well. Uh, so it's it's an ingenious period pad that lets people who menstruate collect their menstrual blood from the comfort of their own home. And get tested for a number of diseases like prediabetes uh, and uh, at prediabetes, diabetes, thyroid health, anemia, fertility, uh, perimenopause, cervical cancer. Um, and uh, cervical cancer specifically can only be detected through a very invasive uh, pap test. Um, can't speak to how invasive because never had one. But from what I hear, pretty invasive. Looks uncomfortable. Looks uncomfortable. The tools look uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so it was approved by the FDA earlier this month, uh, but not before going through over a thousand design iterations with the help of, I said earlier, a menstruating robot named Betty. Uh, and, uh, this is not an actual image of Betty, but, uh, this is what I got, uh, an AI program, that makes sense. uh, chat GPT to whip up, uh, with, with, I had to coach it cause it was, it really was, uh, um, it really <laughs> didn't want to do what I wanted it to do. I you said, did, you did a good job. <laughs> I said, can you make, can you, can you generate an image? of a robot 
um, that is that that is menstruating. And ChatGPT was like, uh, no, that's insensitive. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Well, hold on. It's not insensitive. Look at the cue pad and look at the work of Dr. Sarah Nasseri and her biotech company called Quinn. And then ChatGPT was like, mm, okay, fine. And it, <laughs> it whipped up one iteration that I didn't like. And I said, there's not enough pad. And so, <laughs> Make it more paddy. And then, and then it went super pad. Um, so for folks that are just listening, unfortunately. It's crazy because before they had Betty, they actually just, it would like, it was, things were pretty unethical before. That's they true. had Betty. <laughs> That's right. Where they basically just had this poor woman hooked up and perpetually menstruating yeah. through um, like chemical means. It was all it was, over the floor. It was horrific. Mm. Uh, which was, which was, um, which was tainting those samples. So for those who are just listening, um, uh, first of all, get your life together and uh, just go watch over on YouTube uh, while you listen. Um, you, can, you can watch it on mute and listen the way you listen. But uh, I'm going to describe the image here. We have a we have a robot that uh, looks like something straight out of uh, what was that? What was that fucking iRobot? iRobot. It looks like iRobot yeah. um, uh, uh, attached to a, uh, a barber chair. And uh, the 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 in front of the seat of the barber chair, there is a pad the size of a six year old boy. <laughs> so, I like I appreciate the details in that photo. Like uh, on the in the background, you could see a screen like a monitor displaying a sort of X ray of like what looks like it could pass as like a reproductive. Oh yeah, look at that. Uh, You're right. Imaging. Yeah. Some sort of reproductive imaging. Yeah. Yeah. And we also so, have a female researcher in the background there, which is great. So the uh so the 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 idea of this is that they that a person would uh bleed into the pad as like a as like a as like a they would with any pad that you would use while you're on your period. Um and then and then and then instead of throwing it in the garbage, you send it, I believe. Plug it yeah, in with so, USB. Yeah, I'll get into it. So it's called the Q pad. And it is the brainchild of, like I just said, Dr. Sarah Nasseri. Um, and uh, this is all coming from her research company, Quinn, uh, which is derived from the word woman in Danish. Uh, and it works exactly like a regular period pad, except it also comes with a translucent oval that lets you know that you've collected enough blood for diagnostic purposes. Um, and a little tab that you pull to remove a paper strip. You then place the strip in a collection device before mailing it to your clinic which can then test it and share results on an app or via email. Love the tech there. Uh, quote, we wanted to make sure that for women handling it, it was a simple and not a messy experience, said Nasseri. Uh, you won't see any dripping or anything like that. This is all coming from an article from Fast Company that was released. I think they're one of the only articles that have covered this so far, uh, which is quite surprising to me. Actually, not that surprising. Um, the QPad symbolizes a big step in the fight for sex equality in clinical research. So um, historically, women were often excluded or underrepresented in clinical trials in the U.S. In 1977, the FDA banned most women of childbearing potential from phase one and early phase two drug trials. Uh, the policy was meant to safeguard women and their potential unborn children from the potential risks linked to new medications, which I think, you know, that, that makes sense to a degree. Uh, but its broad scope resulted in a lack of data on the impact of drugs on women. And we've talked about this a lot on the show in the past, uh, most recently in our episode with Dr. Jen Gunter, which came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, and uh, in 1986, the NIH established a policy that encouraged researchers to include women in studies more. But it wasn't until 1993, 
almost a decade later that that policy actually became law. Mm, so crazy. Nasseri was a little bit of history here for for her kind of like setup. She was in med school uh, when it dawned on her. And what like, you know, it's it's so funny when you read people's like where that when they when they originally had their ideas and you go, oh, yeah, right. Like, why didn't anybody else think of that? But most of mine come when I'm like sitting on the toilet. Totally. Shitting ideas are great. Right. Yeah. That's what I texted you guys last night with a like most an idea. That was a shitter, shitter idea. <clears throat> yeah. Like most nice. of your unicorn business ideas. Yeah. Or um or standing in the shower. I feel like the shower is like a fairly meditative place for me. Yeah. yeah. Everybody and, uh, gets the shower. Yeah, like the shower most ideas. Most people get the, the shitter, but everybody gets the shower. I think yeah. a lot of people don't get the shitter because <clears throat> of the the tendency for people to be on their phones. Uh be on their phones or because or unless you know there's either that or right. It's just uncomfortable. Right. You know, the phone, I had this thought the other day while I was on the shitter, that your phone is the new, is the, is the, 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 the 21st century Uncle John's bathroom reader. Yeah. It is. But an unfortunate yeah. version yeah. of it, you know? Yeah. Do you, it's like now, Uncle John's bathroom reader was like, you know, quippy, quirky, kind of cheeky little anecdotes or, or like jokes. And then... Now the 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 twenty first century version is like, you know, seeing a dude get run over by a train on Instagram, and you're like, yeah. why the fuck is this on my algorithm? Do you think that every? <laughs> but then you watch it because like you're there's like a morbid fascination, and then it fucks your algorithm, and that's why it's on. Yeah. There. Do you think that every bathroom, like when you go to somebody's house, there should be an iPad in a basket on the back of the toilet? I think we should get into, you know what, my, my mom's boyfriend at his cottage has a stack of magazines right in front of the shitter mm-hmm. in like a little sort of shelf where you can like, you can kind of sort through. And uh, there's like a 1977 Playboy in there. Nice. Uh, really? That's Sweet. great. I showed, was... I showed Hudson the boobies. Oh, wow. And uh, he, he was, uh, t- yeah, my sister was pissed and he was, he told on me. <laughs> but uh, play, playboy is interesting because rat. playboy is like fairly um like article heavy oh yeah yeah very article like there's a very lot of so. i mean there's yeah. much more heavy moobs yeah, too heavy boobs yeah i mean like the not, boobs are heavy yeah. if you if you weigh the boobs in them right they're probably heavy yeah boobs. playboy is not like a like a hardcore porn magazine no no it's like a literary piece yeah then hustler came along and 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 flip the switch. And, yeah, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's what a clitoris is." Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so so she was in med school, and it dawned on her, "Hey, women bleed every month. Why has nobody used that blood for diagnostic not diagnostic purposes? Uh, you're bleeding anyway," she said. So uh, that was in 2013, and at that time, there was only one paper she could find on the subject, and it was published by a forensic department based on a murder case involving dried menstrual blood. Interesting, especially like the since since uh, like. The administrative burden on blood collection, I mean, it's got to be gigantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got to be, it's yeah. got to be out of this world. How much of an administrative burden blood collection is yeah. mm-hmm. on like the healthcare system? Do you think it's? Do you think just to like ask a question about that? Do you think that there is a difference in the blood that is collected? And I would imagine this article speaks to it. Then, like when you're drawing it straight from a vein. To the stuff that is yeah. comes out during that uh, was one thing that popped up for me when, when you're menstruating. Well, actually, like, I'm going to get to that. Was like, yeah. I, I, like, is, yeah, they, is there some degradation of quality or Do things they have that to you filter other or, material and things like that? This is very interesting. You guys are asking good questions because they're about to be answered, and it's pretty astonishing. Um, so, so 
uh, Nasseri suspected there was a was clinical uh, clinical utility to menstrual blood. Um, so she set out to prove it. And she enrolled in Stanford University of Medicine, founded Quinn a, a year later in 2014, published her first paper in 2016. This, this woman's fucking just on it. Uh, and proceeded to run more than 15 clinical trials. Now, what she found is the astonishing part. Menstrual blood has about 400 unique biomarkers. This is still less than half of the number of biomarkers found in venous blood, uh, as in the blood comes from your veins. But Nasseri points out that 400 markers we never knew existed in menstrual blood. That's crazy because I immediately my question now seems ignorant from the perspective of like, you know, like I was like, do you have to filter out that material? But like, really, it's like there's an opportun- opportunity in studying the additional material that That's could right. be there. Yeah. So, um, yes. so. Right. It's just a different type of blood sample. Now, some of these biomarkers uh, out of the 400 can also be found in, in the veins, um, which, which in the case of the Q-pad just becomes a matter of convenience, right? Uh, but others are unique to menstrual blood itself. Mm-hmm. And that's the case for cervical cancer which resides in the uterus where blood flows through when a person's menstruating. So in 2020, um, for context, cervical cancer killed more than 340,000 women globally. And Nasseri says it's only preventable if we screen for it. Uh, So the pad has this great potential for removing a lot of barriers to access. Um, You know, going going to the doctor, setting up the appointment, having a fucking doctor to be able to even refer you um mm. like all those things that that are so labor intensive well if you're bleeding anyway you put this pad on boom right there send it off you can get your results i'm already seeing this as like a sort of like subscription product where like you know like like a whoop strap that tracks your heart rate variability you get like a subscription to a certain amount of these like pads that are delivered each month or the or the device the the strip that you get like a refill in strips or whatever mm. and then you can like send them off every month and and track the trend of 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 your health over time so the pads themselves, um, I, I, I don't have it written here, but I, I think I remember correctly. Um, they, when you buy them, it comes in a pack of two. And the cost for two is about like 40, 40 something dollars, uh, I'm guessing American in this case, um, which is actually the cost of a blood test. Um, so, you know, obviously more expensive than like regular menstrual pads. Menstrual pads, excuse me. Um, but also... You know, these aren't meant for like, ev- like they're not meant for every single. No, period. they're not meant for like annual use. You but know? this also like, sounds too like a like a prototype or a tool that's being used for like testing purposes to understand the viability of like this type no, of this technology. No, this is to market. You can buy this right now. Okay, according okay. to Fast Company, like you can go out and buy this if you're in the states. And if actually, if anybody in the states is listening, um, do I know it and let us know one or two. I mean, if you did this, if you <laughs> yes, if you bought like you two it. packages of two and you did this, um, oh, so you and you did yeah. this three, four like times, once a quarter. four times a year, once yeah. a quarter, and yeah, you just you just send it off and go. Okay, cool. I'm like, I'm just dude. I massive preventative. Yeah. Do you guys 80, feel a bit of like eighty bucks, like for, envy for that? that that like that people with vaginas have the ability to do this and like we we it is a massive massive like convenience. That Theranos fucked up aspect. <laughs> I mean, um, because like I want to get my I I want to get my blood tested for a whole bunch of different things for just like curiosity's yeah. sake and like optimization, you know, stuff that I'm interested in. And like, if I want to do that, I have either have to like pay out the nose yeah. for a private clinic to like send me the shit, you know, connect me with somebody that draws the blood, blah 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 blah, or go to my family doctor mm-hmm. and 
ask her to basically tick off a blood rec form that from a health perspective in the in the way that the health system runs right now is like unnecessary yeah. quote unquote um uh, so so the the design process was really interesting uh like i said earlier they had this robot named betty um so the QPad is the culmination of 10 years of research and about seven years of design iteration and the reason for why it took so long is because for one women don't menstruate all the time and it can be hard to predict when that will happen and so the the high number of variables made it difficult for the team to iterate on on the product, uh, which is what inspired them to build Betty, a menstruating robot. Uh, Betty's curious silhouette revolves around a pair of panties with a period pad strapped around a bicycle seat. Uh, one motorized arm pushes down on the seat, while another tilts it back and forth to simulate various pressure types and flow rates. Um, all of this happens while a long tube dispenses blood from a blood bag into the period pad, uh, like the horror me- movie version of an IV drip. You should have just given this description to ChatGPT and got them. Got I, to yeah, right. Yeah. That. Well, that was the thing. That was the thing. It kept pushing back. I, I did. I was like, can we get a little bit more like realistic here? And it was like, no, I'm not going to go graphic. And I was you like, need stable me. diffusion for that. I know. And I don't. Uh, yeah. So. Um, Betty helped the team iterate until they found a reliable design that could collect blood regardless of the flow rate. And once that was solved, they started testing on real humans. So very cool. And again, if you see this out in the wild, take a snapshot, send it to us. We'd love to see it. Oh, here's a, here's a little image, uh, of the Q pad. Um, you have the mail collection strips that, uh, you send to the lab. M-A-I-L. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we yeah, men have just found a way into this. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. The one stipulation is that a, uh, a man has to do the collecting. That's the that's the only yeah. thing. Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table, featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics. They all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. Indecent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. Um, speaking of this, and, and we'll keep this super brief uh, because we were short on time here, but um, I just uh, I just got uh, for my birthday, Bridie gave me 23 Me, and uh, and I I filled the cup. And you don't have spit CF. in it, yeah. And I haven't sent it off yet, but I'm about I, I got to do that this week. But man, can we open your? There's a fuckload of spit you need to like. I was blown away by the amount of spit required. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it's like a whole reservoir. I was I, sitting there for like five minutes just what is spitting. It like, this, like this much, really? Yeah, yeah, tube like that. Yeah, but that. do you have less spit because of your CF, or do I have an abnormal? I have a lot spit? of spit. When my, you guys, my, it's different. It depends on the. I mean, Jesus Christ, you, yeah, have you a lot got of a lot of everything, dude. Yeah, when you when fluids. you guys go to the dentist, like how often are they sucking saliva out of your mouth? No, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've, I've like, never I been feel, to the dentist. It feels regular. Mine feels too much. It feels like they're doing work. Like they're working overtime. They just leave it in on you. They, they do. The they actually. They they actually do. They don't do that on you. When Brian spits, <laughs> no, it no, sounds like this. 
No, it doesn't sound like that. <laughs> it actually does, though. No. Um, <laughs> I've been told I have a moist mouth. Oh, yeah. dude, don't even okay. say that <laughs> yeah. out loud. Was that like, are you trying to turn people on? No, I'm just, it's just it, facts. you're not. <laughs> Someone out there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, right. Uh, I got a question, because, Bri, you did the 23andMe. Yep. So did you do the like subscription pro version or just the basic bitch version? I think I just have the basic bitch version. And what kind of cool stuff did you find out? Every like lots of cool stuff. Oh, yeah? I mean, I can open up I my app and tell you right you, now. I think they give um, you everything. I think they give you everything that you need in terms of like information with like the basic. But I think there's more like ancestry connection and shit with the. With that's the, my perception of it. The too, pro but. account goes way deeper, uh, like biologically and like. Oh. Um, it's not just the ancestry part. They're like they they go into like really specific biomarkers, but all potential like uh, um, you know <coughs> genetic Risks. indicator yeah, genetic yeah. risk yeah. factors um, are available on like the basic cool. bitch package. Well, how about this? When I get mine, let's compare results. I want you to open yours on live on the show. I will. Okay. All right. Cool. Sweet. Uh, oh, I uh, got a. All right. Yeah, we're just cutting to our our international correspondent. We got some uh, some news here. Yeah, hearing it come through the line. This is our Japanese correspondent. I don't know if we're allowed to show this on YouTube. See, <laughs> I just oh. knew. What is? <laughs> we're definitely not allowed to show this on YouTube. No, we are not. Ay ay ay. Uh, oh no! I didn't even see the whole thing. I just saw a piece, the first piece, and I said, "I said, is she on a Sibian?" I'm, I'm, I'm in and utter it shock. Out, that and it turns just, out, oh my god, that was not part of. Was she on a dude, or was that like a a dude sex toy? I think we. Uh, uh, I'm also. Oh, uh, breaking news! I'm so sorry, Brian, because I know you're gonna have to edit that, and uh, that most certainly. Jeez, these are long stingers, eh? <laughs> Holy fuck. Dude, where are... Yeah. Wait, took, what, a, few, um, took yeah. a few trips around the globe. There. Yeah. Uh, Wait, was there more breaking news? Uh, yeah, this is breaking. I break it. Uh, that the 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 news anchor fucking the dude on set was not breaking news. That I don't know. I think our feeds got crossed. I don't know what happened there. And uh, there's really no relevance to that for the next bit. No, um, oh, fuck. it was just a news blooper. That's this is the whole new segment. Is I play a news blooper and then I cut to breaking news. Great, so, that is a news yeah. blooper. But uh, you're That's gonna have to you have to do something with that because that can't be that can't be on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, not that we're monetized anyway. <laughs> we can't, you can't get demonetized if you're not monetized. Guys, I, I, I'll tell you right now. It took it, it the amount of time it took me to find a porn news clip um, was a lot longer than, than you'd think. Really? I would have actually, and, thought then, it and then I had to find a site that allowed me to be able to download it somehow. Um, you, man, it's really hard to download Pornhub videos. Was oh, it? really? Yeah, it's not. You can't just use like a YouTube download. No, no, it's yeah. They have like a some sort of thing built in. To I, I, I had to look it up on Reddit. I think we should cut this entire bit. <laughs> well, no, we can't because uh, actually it does, it is relevant. There's an STI epidemic. Breaking news. So okay. um, right. uh, the, a stark warning from the National Coalition of STD Directors highlights an out-of-control epidemic of sexually transmitted infections in the U.S. Only in super old people, I bet. Uh, no, it's wow. across the board. Damn. And recent data from the CDC reveals a shocking, get ready for this, 80% rise in syphilis. Oh, I read this. Over the past five years. Isn't that crazy? 
but it's not just adults who are at risk. The lives of, uh, of the most innocent babies are being threatened by congenital syphilis. Oh, didn't uh, it rise? Oh, maybe I'm mixing this up, but it was like something crazy, like 900% rise in, in babies being born with congenital well, syphilis. Well, I mean, if there's an 80% rise in syphilis, I, I could imagine that there's a massive increase. And so it, it's, it basically congenital syphilis is contracted by their mothers during pregnancy or birth. Um, in 2022 alone, over 3,700 cases were reported marking a, that's right, 937% wow. increase in a decade. Check out this brain. Now, I don't even know when I read that. The silver lining here is that syphilis is curable with the right antibiotics, yet the urgency to diagnose and treat cannot be overstated as delays can lead to irreversible harm. Now, that's not just for babies, that's for everybody. For babies, the the consequences of syphilis are super severe, potentially leading to developmental delays, seizures, or or even death. Um, But they they must know, though, right? Like, like if there's something that, like, that is such a wildly high increase statistically that's happening. There's got to be like a leading theory of like why. Well, yeah, I didn't, no, not I'd, protecting drinks, not using condoms and stuff. Yeah, but do you think that's more? But yeah, why? Like why? Why? Right? Like why is that happening now versus? Like, shouldn't you know, that lead to an increase in like, like pregnancies or like other things like this too? That like well, you'd there might be able be. to point to that and go. Oh, there's probably I'm a sure correlation are, between that and this. I'm sure there are other 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 factors that go along with the exact same yeah. behavioral uh, phenomena. But I mean, uh, I, I mean, I'm so disconnected. We all are obviously disconnected from it because we all have monogamous partners. So like, being outside of the loop of like what the cultural feelings are around condoms and things are like, I'll, I'm just uh, not tuned into it. I'll do a bit of digging on that because I am curious. I would like to know. Maybe we can find a guest to come on and talk about it too. But um, I bet it's TikTok. Uh, yeah, it's just it's literally coming from the feed. <laughs> yeah, you're getting yeah. it. You're getting yeah. it by. So this, this is it. If you are, if you have a TikTok account, you you're you're at you risk could of, be getting syphilis from yeah. TikTok or giving it to your babies um, because that's obviously yeah. a thing. Yeah, and now you're a so monster. When it comes to syphilis, I've actually been. Uh, I actually can't not hear about syphilis because uh, Kira started her new job recently as a public health nurse, um, and her job is literally to you know someone gets syphilis, she is the person who takes them on as a client and is trying to, you know, contact trace, figure out how they got it, where they got it from, make sure they get tested, make sure they get, you know, their, their treatments. All so she's stuff. been busy. Yeah, she has been. And actually, I learned something from her um, about syphilis that I didn't know before. And it is that there are multiple different types of syphilis. Um, it all stems from, I think, it stems from the same, like, you know, you get the initial infection, but there's different sort of stages that syphilis goes through. And one that I wanted to share with you guys today is neurosyphilis. Okay. So neurosyphilis is a form of syphilis that affects the nervous system, specifically the brain and the spinal cord. Um, it is a complication of syphilis, uh, an infection caused by the bacterium Treponema pallidum. Uh, syphilis is usually transmitted through sex. Uh, but can also be passed from mother to fetus, like we just said, um, which leads to congenital syphilis. Syphilis progresses through several stages if left untreated. So you have primary, secondary, latent, and tertiary. Though technically a separate classification uh, from these stages, neurosyphilis is often considered part of the tertiary stage due to its severe and late manifestation. However, Neurosyphilis can occur at any stage after the initial infection, uh, often years later, especially if the infection is not treated effectively. So 
you know the, what the difference in like in in like symptoms or experiences of of each of the stages are? Yeah, well, I'm I'm actually going to go through specifically like the types of neurosyphilis and the symptoms that you can kind of expect from that. Okay. So, neurosyphilis can pr- uh, present in various forms, including asymptomatic neurosyphilis, where the individual shows no symptoms despite having the infection in the nervous system. And actually, I'll I'll read to you a text that Kira sent me earlier today about that. Uh, uh, meningovascular neurosyphilis involves inflammation of the blood vessels in the brain or spinal cord and can lead to stroke-like symptoms. General paresis uh, involves progressive inflammation of the brain leading to personality changes, mood instability, delusions, and cognitive decline. Crazy. Also, fascinating piece there about what I, what I got from my, the text from my, my sweet, sweet, lover, my sweet lover of mine. Uh, mad cow disease is not syphilis. No. <laughs> but just, uh, uh, just asking questions. Uh, Tabes dorsalis, uh, characterized by the degeneration of the spinal cord's dors- dorsal columns, leading to problems with gait, sharp shooting pains, and loss of coordination. Okay? And so those you are the different fin out of your back. Ty- yeah. Those are the different types of syphilis. Now, the symptoms. Uh, symptoms of neurosyphilis can w- vary widely depending the types on the part of, of the nervous sorry, system. The types of neurosyphilis. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And so here are the symptoms of neurosyphilis. Yeah. Severe headache, difficulty coordinating muscle movement, paralysis, sensory deficits, dementia, Whoa. changes in mental status, vision problems up, uh, up, to, up to and including blindness, altered behavior, weakness, Okay. So diagnosis of neurosyphilis, uh, it's, it typically involves a combination of blood tests, lumbar punctures, spinal taps, to analyze the, the cerebrospinal fluid, um, and neurological examination. Uh, imaging studies like MRI and CT scans can also be useful. Uh, treatment for neurosyphilis usually involves high doses of, of IV penicillin for an extended period to ensure the bacteria is eradicated from the central nervous system. For patients allergic to penicillin, other antibiotics may be used, but penicillin is the is the like, you know, the chef's kiss there. Yep. And early diagnosis and treatment of syphilis are crucial to prevent neurosyphilis. Obviously, um, preventing neurosyphilis involves preventing syphilis from the get go, and so through measure, measures such as practicing safe sex, using condoms, having regular STI screenings, especially if you're at higher risk, which would mean if you are a sex worker, if you have multiple partners. Um, uh, you know, you're one of those people who's going to want to do regular STI checks. Um, and, and I know that here in Nova Scotia, um, if you are someone who's like a bit of a salute, um, uh, you can only get STI checked, you know, through your family doctor, um, a a certain amount of times throughout the year. Oh, really? Like you can't go for monthly STI checks, but you can, if you are a sex worker. Oh, really? So in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I would say if you are a bit of a, a bit of a loose Larry, if you know what I mean. Um, if maybe, you're active, maybe just, maybe if just, you're active, maybe just say you're a sex worker. Actually also, I think if you are a man who is engaging in sexual activity with other men, you're also, you would also be considered high risk. I could be wrong about this, but so don't hold me to it. Um, or if you are a, uh, a woman who is a partner with a man who also has sex with other men. Um, that would probably boost your chances of getting more STI screenings done. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what Can Kira you go said. to a walk-in clinic and yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you could probably go to like different walking clinics right. and just be like, I need it. Yeah. But that's a pain in the ass. It is. Syphilis, neurosyphilis specifically can present uh, with a very similar human symptoms as mad cow disease. Oh, interesting. In cows. It sounds like, okay. I mean, it's like that's basically affecting your brain, right? So like, yeah. like all of the symptoms of it could be perceived as... Um, or sorry, yeah. I should say as a variant of mad cow disease, which is called Creutzfeldt-Jacobs disease. Yes, which right. is what we, they thought was that weird thing going around in uh, New Brunswick right? to all those people, and they didn't know what the fuck was happening. Um, so here's a text from Kira after I told her, hey, I'm going to be talking about neurosyphilis. Because she's just fucking balls deep in syphilis. Luckily, it's not affecting her physically. Mentally, maybe. The mental toll of having to deal with syphilis. Yeah, right. Not from other people. Not cognitively. Not, she yeah. doesn't, it's not, um, the virus, like it's not in her body. Well, let's hope not because if she so, doesn't I've got some questions. Syphilis. Yeah. But she's so, affected by it. Yeah. But not it. Okay. So, uh, she said you can add that this is why it's important to know to get tested for bloodborne illnesses along with your routine STI checks, because when you give a urine sample or swab, it only checks for chlamydia and gonorrhea. So if you are ever really? exposed to rougher sex where blood could be drawn or aren't using protection or other ways of being exposed to other blood, such as needle sharing, sex toys that haven't been cleaned between use, uh, etc., you should receive blood testing as well that tests for syphilis, HIV, hepatitis B, and C. Because this is fucking interesting. Syphilis is known as a sneaky disease. You can be, sim- uh, you can be symptomatic for the fir- in the first stage. Uh, oh, and she said, I'm, I'm just out getting food, so I'll give you specifics when I'm back in the office. Uh, but then she said, um, uh, but then it becomes insidious, and you think you're all better because the symptoms go away. Then it really sets in and can attack your central nervous system, leading to neurosyphilis. And another fun fact, geriatrics, uh, geriatric specialists will always test for syphilis when they are assessing a new dementia patient mm-hmm. because sometimes that's the case, or sorry, the cause of their dementia, which is untreated yeah. syphilis. I was that wondering was what about was that. in this thing. It's yeah. called rapid, rapid, uh, uh, something rapid, something dementia. And here's another imagine, thing. Imagine you're like sitting there, like I'm sitting there with my mom and I'm like, Oh, mom's really, she's really losing it. I think this is it. I think, I think, uh, Rapidly I think she has Alzheimer's and then she dementia. just goes in and she, and then you she, go on to only fans and all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah. Use I'm like, the home oh, computer. No. Use the home computer to log into your, your only fans account. And it's already logged into a user account, a, <laughs> a, a, a content and, uh, creator and that's account. And that's wise. Cause it says, uh, uh CJD like Kreutzfeld Jacob disease is a fatal prion disease characterized by rapid, rapidly progressive dementia, which is similar to neurosyphilis. Another thing that Kira said there to wrap it up was they also cause the syphilis bacterium the great imitator. Or sorry, they also call the syphilis bacterium the great imitator because of how similar it can be mistaken for other spiral uh, uh, spiral bacterium or spinal bacterium. I don't know if that's a uh, under a micro- microscope. So a lot of the time it can be mistaken for Lyme disease even uh, because it looks the same. Big yikes. Maybe spiral bacterium is what she meant. Maybe. Um, so anyway, uh, there's your little PSA. Go get tested if you are uh, if you are someone who's having uh, a gay old time and out there just sucking and fucking and sucking and fucking on the weekends because Jesus, you know everybody loves a good suck and a fuck, but nobody likes to get sucked and fucked by someone who's got neurosyphilis. And that without protection is our breaking news today. 
Oh, we're gonna sit through this entire thing again. It's a long one. Eh? <laughs> I'll just cu- I'll just cut to uh, something else. Oh, here. Okay. no, no, okay. Okay. no, no, See, no, 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 like the th- first three frames of that video, I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what we're about to be watching. <laughs> well, yeah, but you don't uh, see you don't There's see nothing nothing. explicit. Yeah. She could just be on a fucking exercise ball, dude. Totally. I or a even, even things like implied nudity are against. Uh, well, let's see. Is against there any implied the, nudity? Implied yeah. don't, don't nudity? What is implied so. yeah. nudity? Yeah, you can't, I mean, I can, be, I can only see her face. Guys, what is implied don't, nudity? You're making more work. <laughs> Now, if we wait a second, no, don't, don't. no, no, oh, oh, yeah, there we go. Now, that's gonna have to come out, Brian. <laughs> yeah, you, gotta, you can almost see that guy's taint. I'm leaving it. I'm, you're, this is just the downfall. I'm, what is I'm implied nudity? I, I, yeah, I don't know. Just search the definition of it. At, uh, okay, what is implied? It's kind of. It's, it's not when it's shown. But it's actually, it's a term that kind of frustrates implied me. Implied nudity is just what it sounds like. Photos where nudity is suggested, but the viewer can't be certain precisely how undressed the model is. So I guess implied nudity would be like uh, uh, a photo, a, a headshot portrait of, let's say, a woman with a, um, what do you call it, a halter top? Or what do you call the a tube top? Um, but you don't actually see the fabric. And maybe the tube tops pulled down a little bit, so you get a little bit of the uh, cleavage. Or you, and like, then yeah. you go, "Well, I'm fucking." If I'm imagining what's under that, but how is it implied if the photo doesn't show? I'm frustrated. Taylor, by this. it's exactly what it sounds like, <laughs> according to. Uh, uh, I'm uh, sure there's. I'm sure there's people out there that are like Taylor. How the fuck do you not understand that? When it, guys, when I had a when I had a a short lived modeling career, a lot of photographers will ask you, "Would to you do like to do implied implied nudes? nudity?" Because they don't show your dick in the photos, yeah. but you're naked in the set right. for them to see. So, like, yeah. they I wonder like if that's what Drake was going for with his implied nudity. That was, that yeah. Well, I understand, yeah, that was which implied. was actually just a giant <laughs> sausage being whacked off in his hand, and he was filming it. I understand. He's got a piece. I found it. I saw was, the video. You saw I it. Saw, I saw the video too. You searched it out. Yeah, you I was like, I want to see Drake's dick. Of course. Yeah, me too. Interesting. Drake also came out online. And was like, yeah, that's me. And I was like, all right, cool. Then. He's I'm not going to feel person, bad about looking for your penis. He's suing the person that leaked it. Oh, I never saw it. I actually didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see it either. I thought he was cool with it. Yeah. I thought not, he put it out. No, he's suing them. Oh, I'm not talking. Whoever put that out, fuck you. And I, I, I only looked at it because I thought Drake wanted me to. I actually didn't look at it. I was just saying it to be cool because Jer said it. <laughs> and I, then when I realized he was joking and didn't, I also... I actually didn't like, know this I was, was like, a thing until this morning, and uh, I, I didn't see it, but I heard it. The Drake thing. I heard it. Yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard, it, I heard, it, heard, I heard, I heard whoever that guy is. Got a piece. <laughs> what up, it was Eric? AI generated. It wasn't. I saw it. It was pretty. It was pretty obvious. It was a guy jerking off in his bed, probably like on a tour bus or a private jet. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. We got to wrap up, guys. Uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. And uh, if you want to see Drake, <laughs> if you want to uh, link in the, the description, <laughs> if you want to support the podcast, um, you can uh, a come over to discord and hang out. It's lots of fun. Uh, Stina, a uh, little apology to you because uh, I had one of your one of your suggested topics lined up. But we didn't have time for it. We'll get to it at another time. And, uh, and of course, uh, come on over to YouTube, leave a comment, get fucking nasty in the comments. We'd love to see it. Leave a rating and review. If you want to, if you want to leave a scathing one, go for it. Just make sure it's a five star. If it's a one star, you are a fucking loser. Um, and, uh, you can also make sure that you are subscribed 
wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, if there's thumbs up or whatever, all those things like they, they do help. It's just, you know, it's, it, it, it might not help the algorithm, but it certainly helps our ego. Yeah. Um, so go, go ahead and, and give us sleep some at love. night. That's the realest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And if you want to be a guest on the show, go to sickboypodcast.com. Fill out the guest form. And, uh, and also just tell a friend about the show. That really helps too. But uh, most of all, I want to say thank you to the people who help make this show happen. Uh, Annika, our production assistant, uh, thank you so much for your work. Uh, Donovan, the Meerkat CPAP Morgan, thanks for the sound design on our Monday episodes. To uh, Rich O'Coin for the theme music, thank you so much. And Jeff Lonis, we love you all. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I am Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.